Moses is at the end of his life, and, and God takes Moses, and he, and he sets him on his mountain, and he says, there's a promised land. Can you see it? Guess what? That's as close as you're going to get. That is a hard thing. We live in a world where sometimes we can see the goal that we would like to achieve. It's right there. And we know that we are not going to get there. What do we do then? Do we give up? Do we stop? The reason why this passage actually, I think, works with our Tibetan friends that are here is uh, when I read this in the context of the monks coming, I thought of the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama is trying to get the people and the monks in Tibet to be free again. They're trying to be a free people where they can worship the way they want, where they can be a Tibetan people. And what are they running up against? Beijing and China. And in 1995, the Dalai Lama um, picked basically the Panchen. And the Panchen Lama is the second most important Lama behind the Dalai Lama in Tibetan Buddhism. And the, min and the minute that the Dalai Lama said, okay, here is the next incarnation of the Panchen Lama, Beijing came in, kidnapped the kid, took the whole family back to Beijing. No one has seen him since. And then Beijing said, oh, we have a different Panchen Lama for you. So the Dalai Lama is looking at his life, and he wants the people of Tibet to be free. And he is very much afraid that Beijing is going to do what Beijing did before. And said, you know what, we're going to pick the next Dalai Lama. We're going to make sure that Dalai Lama is a friend of mainland China. And so the Dalai Lama did something very interesting. Did you hear this in the news? The Dalai Lama said, basically, there may not be another Dalai Lama. The cycle of reincarnation come to an end, either that or there is no more need. Maybe the next spiritual leader will be elected by the people. You want to hear something radical? The Dalai Lama said, and maybe the Dalai Lama will come back as a woman. Did you hear this? Yeah, well, probably not a Western woman. <laughs> Dalai Lama's radical, but not that radical. Can you imagine a culture that is steeped in history and has a very good segregation saying the Dalai Lama may come back as a woman. For us to get where we need to go as a people, we are not in charge. What do we do? What do we do when we don't think that we're going to get there? I mean, the Dalai Lama could just say, you know what? I wash my hands of all of this. I give up. All the monks, forget going to the United States. Forget it. That period's over. We're not going to get there. We're going to fold up our tent. We're going to maintain our practices as best we can. We're going to stay inside. 
we're going to close the shell, or they could come and do this. Which would you rather have? This is not a rhetorical question. <laughs> this requires a response. Would you rather have the monks stay in India, or would you rather have them come and do this? There are a lot of people who wonder why, and I, and I get this all the time, they're gonna, are they going to lift this up? We're going to pray, they're going to lift this sucker up. I do not want any NCC people taking part in this. I know this table. We're going to need all the prayers of the people to keep this table upright. Churches in the world today are facing the same situation in many regards. Are we going where we need to go? Can we get there? And is it going to take this kind of chaos to get there? Is this, as a church, as a community... Is this what it means to be faithful? We had, um, on Saturday, we had a couple from um, Vietnam. Sally and Julie were here early, and they wanted to, to pray with the monks. And so they got here very early before we were open. And Sally and Julie being good hosts, am I embarrassing you? I hope so. There was only Sally, you weren't there? Even Julie didn't show up for this. Sally was there, and she let them in, and they spent 10 minutes basically honoring the altar that had been made to the Dalai Lama. And they waited for the monks because they wanted to pray for a sick relative, a mother who was ill. And in that moment, it really didn't matter what happened in 10 years with the history of Tibet. All that mattered was there was an opportunity to pray with holy men who had the gall to lift this up on our table. Bless you for that. And they couldn't figure out how something like this was being done in a church. Is this going to bring in members? I wish... But they came, and they came into a church, and they looked around, and they saw the prayer flags, and they, and they saw the altar, and they saw the drawings that the kids had made. Have you, did you see that in the courtyard? In the years past, we've had kind of, all kinds of kids on Saturday do the mandala. Uh, Jennifer Baker. Jennifer, are you here? She's outside with the kids right now. And Jennifer's kind of had them do outlines of mandalas, and the kids have done the mandala. And all throughout the week, Jennifer's been, and her kids have been the only ones that were drawing on the sidewalk. And I thought, well, that didn't work this week until last night. And then last night, the kids were here, and the monks were feeding everybody. And the kids were, they were doing laps in the courtyard. They were running back and forth, and they were grabbing chalk, 
and they were, they were dancing to their heart's content, and one of them said, can I sign my name? I said, can you? Because that happened to me too often when I was in school. I don't know, can you? And he did this beautiful, this child drew this beautiful drawing, and he wanted to know if it was okay to sign his name. And I had to say, yes, we are a church. You are letting your spirit shine. And I love this week. I love this week. It is so unlike our normal weeks. For those of you who think, I'll come next week, it'll look just like this. (laughs) No, it really won't. Will the spirit be here next week? Yes. And if you bring it, it you will bring your spirit as well. Moses died, and Moses had to think, I left the people for 40 days, and it went just to you know where. How is this fledgling religion going to survive without me? And it did, because Moses wasn't ultimately the one the religion is about. Can the church survive today when everything is different? That's the question. Can we be open to what is? The Dalai Lama is taking a leap of faith. The Dalai Lama is saying, there may not be another Dalai Lama. There was never another Moses. If the Dalai Lama can do that, and the monks can continue to come and bless the world, I have hope. I have hope. In 2008, there was an uprising in Tibet, and it was going to get bad, and the Dalai Lama had to say, nonviolence, 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 nonviolence. I am afraid, as as a Christian leader, as a spiritual leader, what will happen if there is another uprising and there is not a Dalai Lama to say, nonviolence, 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 nonviolence. I am worried that if the Panchen Lama is not there to help select the next Dalai Lama, there may be this turmoil. But the monks have hope, don't they? Where's Geshe-la? Geshe-la, you have hope, right? He has no idea what I'm saying. That's okay. Neither do they. But we want to thank you for the ministry, we call it ministry, for the gift of the monks to bring the mandala of wisdom in the midst of all the turmoils of the world, in the midst of your hope for independence, and the, you know, and we do need to give thanks for being in a country like the United States that lets us do what we want to do. It is a great, great gift. We don't, you know, yeah, we we don't thank... For the freedoms we have. But as a church, we are at our best when we are saying, how do we do this? How do we touch hearts? And thank you. Do we work for what we only see but may not touch? The monks say yes. 
The Dalai Lama says yes. Christ says yes. Can we do less? Amen. And again, thank you.